Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 366, Breaker Remains Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course I'm being joined... By Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Kind of a rainy Saturday, huh? Yeah, rainy Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Good old Oklahoma. You like it? Nope. Nope. Not, nope. not even a little bit, huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's a Saturday, too, which is also kind of uh, unique. I feel like we haven't recorded on a Saturday in a while. This was like go-to recording day for us. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, with your job, it's hard to do that. So. Right. It's uh, it's it's kind of nice being back on a Saturday. It's kind of well. I feel like it's it's the best when we can record on a Saturday because that there's as small a window as possible of things to change. Right. Because yeah. I there's you know there's periods where we have to record on Wednesday. There's like several days. Yes. That can change before we upload, and it's like oh yeah, that's yeah. not even a thing anymore. <laughs> so yeah, right. Yeah, Saturday and even even Friday is like yeah, Friday is okay. Yeah. You know, but because most stuff seems to happen through the week. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this week we are we have quite a bit of wrestling talk we're going to dive into. We got some movie and TV talk, some toy talk, and of course we have some announcements for Cupid's Revenge, my friend. Yes, we do. That's our next big PHPW event. We had basically all new title changes take place at Resolution Reckoning. Yeah. And so we're going to announce some matches. How many matches are we announcing for Cupid's Revenge so far you today? Know, it's a short month this month, so I say we announce two. Two? I'm let's, down for that. Announce two. Two big matches going to be announced for Cupid's Revenge, so that's going to be great. And then we are going to uh, branch out into the semifinals of the Best to Never Be WWE Champion Tournament. Yes. It's going to be great. Uh, before we dive into our wrestling talk, uh, this is kind of sad news. We lost Dustin Diamond this yes. past week, uh, a.k.a. Screech from Saved by the Bell. Um, he was only 44, so very, I mean, kind of crazy, like... He's been a he's been screeched for so long you don't realize it's like wow he's actually not that much older than us yeah um, only forty four he had um, I guess very fast acting uh, cancer of some sort I don't remember which which kind but it was just diagnosed and he was already in stage four so yeah people didn't think he would he would make it too much further and obviously that was that definitely happened but I was going to touch on I would like to get your thoughts on this um, it, it's been pretty well documented that 
Dustin Diamond, as you said, had some demons, right? Yeah. And hadn't really communicated a lot with the Saved by the Bell cast. Um, I did a little bit of research on this. He actually did an interview with Mario Lopez, who played Slater, of course, mm-hmm. uh, back in, I think, 2015 or 2016, how he hadn't talked to a lot of the cast since uh, 1994. Yeah. Which is a long time, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, you know, apparently you know, he did a tell-all book, which which was, was full of lies. They pretty much proved and basically said his time on Saved by the Bell was horrible. Everyone else was kind of like, oh, it really wasn't horrible. It was pretty good, you know? Yeah. And much different opinions. And now, so now a lot of people on Twitter, go figure, are coming after the cast saying that they're pieces of crap because of how they treated Dustin and this and that. Which, you know, they don't know the truth. Not that we do, but. Right, yeah, yeah. But my, my point is I see this all the time on social media. Like if there's toxic people in your life, you cut them out of your life. And so maybe that's what they did, at least in their opinions. And now he has passed away. Now people are like pissed off because, you know, like how come you didn't try to help him? Isn't it weird how social media, everyone's got an opinion, but they don't know the situation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. And it's I agree. I agree to the cutting out toxic people in your life to a certain extent. Like, um, you know, there are people who, like Facebook friends that I have who I used to be really close to, hung out with on a daily basis, and they did become toxic to me, so I distanced myself from them. But I still communicate to them with through Facebook and still talk to them. I don't completely cut them out of my life because I don't know what they're going through anymore. Right. And so I. But don't, you don't have to go hang out with them. Right. Yeah. And, and so I think I think it's a very different thing to you know, remove a toxic person from your life who's bringing you down, but also it's, that's different than completely just cutting them off altogether. Mm -hmm. And I do like, I, I have people who I used to be friends with who I must've been toxic to them because they've completely blocked me and things like that. So you didn't even know why have no idea why. And it's one of those things like, well, instead of that, why didn't you reach out to me? Like, like, Hey, are you, you okay? You know, it, it's a weird thing, and it is a weird thing because you know it's it's very easy to lose friends like that, and yeah. and without knowing what somebody's going through, that's that's not okay. And with this Dustin Diamond situation, they could have somebody could have reached out to him and be like, right. hey, "Are you okay?" You know. Well, and and he said in the interview how he hadn't talked to him for a long time and this and that, and, and I'm like, okay, but did you pick up a phone? Did you? And that's another thing; it goes both ways, right? And and I, I mean, is it like is he trying to call Mark Paul Gosler? Yeah. And, trying to communicate with him and he's not answering. He's saying, don't talk. I don't know. I right. don't know the situation. Right. You know, Mark Paul Gossler, who's on that new show, um, Zach to the future, which is a podcast kind of redoing, reviewing all the episodes of save by the bell. He hasn't talked about it on that as far as I know just yet anyway, but I don't think a new episodes dropped since this has happened, but he doesn't talk like he has beef with Dustin diamond. And I watched some interviews with him where he's like, it's just, he was a coworker and we just don't, it's not like he said, do you talk to every one of your old coworkers? And I thought about that. I'm like, wow, that's true. Yeah. There's people I used to work with. I have not talked to since I left that job. Yeah. I saw them every day when I worked there, but when you leave that job, you don't. Yeah. It's not that you dislike them. It's just sometimes your life moves on. And then if you find out that person wrote a tell all book and it's full of lies, you're going to be a little sour. Sure. I, I think, I think it kind of has like the, uh, Acting such a weird thing, and I think it kind of has like the Jim and Pam syndrome. It's weird to see John Krasinski out with his real wife. You know what I mean? Because it's like right, big, and like Zach 
looked at Screech as his best friend on right. screen, but they weren't. So, like, they should have, like, why aren't you guys hanging out? Right. And so I, I think we kind of, as viewers and fans of the show, like, romanticize the idea that these people really are best friends. Yeah. When in reality, he's right. They're just coworkers. Yeah. And so it's one of those things. Maybe that got in Screech's head, Dustin's head. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, well, why aren't we friends? You know, and got, got really pissed off about it. I heard Mario Lopez talk about it. He goes, I don't have any issue with Dustin. He goes, you know, we weren't best friends or anything. He goes, but he was also several years younger. Yeah. And he goes, and that's a big difference when you're that age. And I'm like, wow, that's a good point. Yeah. If someone's, if you're 19 and this kid's 15, that you are completely different places in your life. Well, and also too, you still got a lot of brain development to happen right. when you're 15. I mean, it's even when you're 19, but like you're definitely more mature in a certain sense mentally. Well, and think about our show. We started this. We were twenty eight. Yeah, we were not. We were not the same people as we were then. Oh hell no! You know what I mean? Right. I think you can kind of grow and learn and this and that. And I don't know. It's one of those weird cases where I don't know the situation, but mm-hmm. again, I feel like it. Like people on Twitter doing that. It's like just why, why be a piece of shit, you right. know? And I think that's what's becoming. It's not that social media is toxic. The people on it are becoming toxic. Yeah, and it, it's not good. It goes back to that thing where the um, <clears throat> the best and worst thing about social media is that everyone has an opinion. Yes. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree. Well, big underscore band, we got a lot of wrestling talk here this week. So why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, the Royal Rumble was this past weekend. We saw two big Royal Rumble match winners. Of course, Bianca Belair wins the Women's Rumble, and Edge becomes a two-time Rumble winner when he won the 2021 Rumble. At number one, I think only third guy in history to do that. Yeah. Um, Overall thoughts on the event? I mean, obviously this is different because it's the Thunderdome and stuff. Yep. Um... I thought, which I'll be honest, I didn't know the Thunderdome was actually in a stadium. <laughs> like when when uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Oh, I knew it was actually a stadium. I had no idea. I, yeah. I mean, I I thought it was like that's a, why they don't move. They had it all set up. Right. Like that. I thought yeah. it was a big building, like arena, but I I thought it was like BOK size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't realize it was like some giant ass stadium. Yeah. Um, but uh, I liked the event. I thought. The women's rumble was at least a hundred times better than the men's. Oh, I thought it was a way better story. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so well done. I thought all the women showed up uh, and did a great job. And I mean, the men like it's not that the men did bad. It's just it was hard to follow the women's. Yeah, they did such a good job. And Bianca Bella winning is like a legit amazing story. And well, and I think also too her winning, she wasn't probably high on everyone's list necessarily. No, she was definitely a dark horse. And I think, and I we had talked about this on a previous podcast. One thing I didn't like about the women's rumbles, it's like Charlotte wins. Yeah. She gets to go to WrestleMania. It's like, okay, well, she's been champion 10, 12 times. Right. Bianca actually hasn't. So that you yes. actually have that feel good. Yeah. Now is her opportunity situation. And, and I think the great thing about Bianca and Rhea being the last two is you assume Rhea is going to win because it's Rhea Ripley. And yeah. She's been shot to the moon. And Bianca Belair has had an amazing showing as of late, but like for her to actually win the Rumble is such a huge deal, and I just I think it's amazing. Well, it was both. It was also two women. You're like, whoa! I didn't expect to come down to these two. Right. You expect it like to be, you know, Bailey, yeah, 
you know, Charlotte and possibly yeah. a returning Becky Lynch. Yeah. Or and maybe like, Ronda Rousey. Right. You or, don't expect or, those two. Or even like Nia Jax, you know, yeah. you expect her to be one of the last few or even, uh, what's her face? Uh, Shayna. Shayna, yeah. Yeah. Edge, of course, wins the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble. And also, we saw the return of Christian. Yes. That was super fun. Very cool. But he had a pretty good showing. I mean, I actually made the prediction. I thought he might be coming back because they did that little teaser on Raw. And I was like, maybe he is cleared. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, I think he's going to be working a limited schedule. But hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm all about Christian returning. I, I'm... Probably one of the few that like Christian just as much as Edge. Yeah, I mean they're totally different competitors. You know? Absolutely. But I I I like watching him wrestle, and I think he's just as funny and charismatic on the mic as Edge is. He, but in a different way, like you yes. said, like yeah. that stuff he would do with with uh, Cena. Remember yeah. when he's like Tomko, give me a beat, and he's like, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Yeah, he was absolutely great, and I felt like he was like. Really, now that Edge had retired, I was like, now we're going to see Christian really extend. Yeah. He never quite got there, and it yeah. kind of ended up abruptly ending, I guess. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad he's back, man. I think it's awesome. I, I would love to see, I mean, I would love to see Edge and Christian team up again. Oh, yeah. How cool would that yeah. be? Now that they're, like, so completely different. Even give them a tag title run, you know? I yeah. I think that'd be great. Uh, it, would be, it would be so much fun. Oddly enough, it's, it, how weird is this? At one point, the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys returned to WWE in the same era. Yeah. And Edge and Christian were both retired. Yeah. And now, of course, Bubba Ray's moved on. Devon apparently had a stroke. I don't know if you read that. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, he's doing better now, but he's Good. working as a producer. Jeff is still there, but Matt's moved on to AEW. It's like, man, just like, what are the odds yeah. that they could have pulled off one? I don't want them to do a ladder match because no. I, I don't want these guys to get hurt. But if Matt Hardy had stuck around for like maybe another year, yeah. you know, I mean, we could have seen Edge and Christian versus Matt and Jeff. You know, that I mean, would have been nice. Holy crap, yeah. you know, like that would be insane. So yeah. I, I think it's really cool Christian's back. I, I hope they've got some cool stuff planned for him. I've always been a huge Christian fan. So one thing I will say about the Royal Rumble is. Thank God Drew's still champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What'd you think about the Goldberg-Drew uh, match? I, for some reason, laughed so hard after that match when Goldberg was like, you passed. You passed the test. <laughs> it reminded me of like one of those things where, you know, it's like, like you almost like uh, you're trying to get away with something and then you, you F it up. It's like, just, just kidding. Just messing with you. <laughs> You know, just joking, man. Right? Yeah, that's what it reminded me of when he said that, and I was like, "Good God, this is so bad." I think the whole problem with Goldberg is he's he's iconic. Obviously, I'm not going to deny that. He's got a look. He's you know most people remember his iconic run from back in the day. Sure. Everyone knows yeah. who Goldberg yeah. is, and so I get the the marquee appeal of Goldberg's returning to challenge oh, yeah. the champion. The problem is the match is not going to be good. Mm -mm. And I don't like, do you have Goldberg come out there and squash freaking, I don't know, just some random, you know, bad guy because that's what he did before. Right. I, I don't know. So it's, it's kind of a, a weird, he's, he would be a really tough guy to book. Well, he, he is. I mean, and even look at uh, the Drew, that, that match, it's, the same formula every other one of his matches are. I mean, it's yeah. There were no wrestling moves. It was literally just your finishing moves the entire match. Yeah, and it gets to a point where it's like they started out just like they did with Dolph, where like quickly gets a shot in on him that yeah. no one saw coming. Yeah, spears him through the wall. Yeah, I mean he didn't do that with Dolph, but yeah, it, it's the exact same match as they always have, and it's it's like okay, we've seen it. I mean, the only difference is like Drew actually won this time, and Goldberg is wearing shorts, right? <laughs> yeah, like the Muay Thai shorts or whatever they were. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought they were basketball shorts at first. It's like, he really doesn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bag got lost. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was interesting. I didn't watch the rest of the show besides that. I did want to see that match. There's something intriguing about I have to see a Goldberg match. Right. Almost kind of like when you see a car wreck on the oh, side yeah. of the road, you yeah. have to look. Yeah. You got, you got to rubberneck a little bit. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, but that was the rumble. I, I will say this. Also, Carlito returned, which was fun. He looked jacked. Absolutely, like, he did. my God, he he needs to come back for a run. There's there's talk that he was getting a, a job as a producer, but I think he was like, F that, I'm coming back as a talent. Kind of like MVP did. He looks so much better than he ever did right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And if they don't put him in there, I mean... Did you see all the memes? It was like $600 stimulus, $2,000 stimulus. Right. It was like old Carlito to new Carlito. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's one of those guys, like, he's not WWE champion. But, like, give him an IC title run. But he's also he, always been very consistent. Right. And he, he would be very US good. Title run. He'd be very good with a lot of the newer guys. Absolutely he would be. Yeah. So I'd love to see it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so definitely cool. Um but, yeah, one thing I did notice with it being the Thunderdome, like that pop Christian would have got was oh, yeah. not there. And you're just like, could you imagine? It, I mean, it wouldn't have probably been as big as Edge's, but it would have been huge. One thing I found incredibly funny during the uh, Roman Reigns-Kevin uh, Owens match was Kevin Owens did that that dive off the forklift. And all of a sudden you could hear the piped-in holy shit chants. Yeah. I don't know why, but that just had me rolling. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> you guys really didn't need to have the holy shit chance going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other news, uh, Stephen Amell tweeted out a picture that CM Punk was on the set of Heels. Yeah. It looks like he's doing possibly a guest spot on the show uh, in the ring, too. Yes. So that's interesting. Yeah. It looked like he had some long hair going, too. It did. So uh, it, it made me... Uh, it made me hopeful that we might see a CM Punk return, but I think it's probably just for the show. Probably he grew so. it out for the show. Probably um, so. Because I didn't realize what his role was going to be on the show until I found out that, you know, uh, Stephen Amell said something about it was hard not to smile seeing CM Punk walk down the aisle again. And so I imagine it's probably a match. From what I understand, the show is based upon a small Georgia-based independent promotion. Okay. And it's in a different time period. I want to say it's in like the 70s or maybe the 80s or 90s. Okay. And so it's designed to look like an old school, like smaller type arena. Yeah. So I, I assume Punk is just playing another wrestler, right. which is great. I oh mean, yeah, I think that that's really cool. So I'm, I'm super excited for when Heels debuts. Yeah, they uh, they you know they showed the little arena and it reminded me a lot of Lucha Underground. Yeah, you know, it had uh, that vibe for yeah. sure. And so I'm I'm really excited for it. I think that's going to be great. Lars Sullivan officially released. I know Charlie Shaw has been crying for the last night and a half for this. Um, ugly crying? Yeah, ugly crying. He posted so many TikToks just bawling his eyes out, beat red face. Uh, I mean, just a mess. Yeah. A freaking mess about this. And I'm sorry, Charlie, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's so pissed off right now. <laughs> He's so angry at you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think this was shocking. I think Lars Sullivan has had a uh, a to say a string of bad luck would be a gross understatement. I have this uh, I have this saying that you earn your own hell. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of put himself in that position. He definitely did. So, I mean, I feel like it was so bad, like the company wouldn't even announce it. Yeah. You know, like that's that's pretty. You bad. know, you messed up when that happened for sure. 
Uh, WWE Network uh, re- recently released a new documentary on Yokozuna. Have you had a chance to watch that yet? I did, yeah. What would you think? It was good. It was I was really, really good. good, man. Yeah, it was really good. I didn't realize he was that young when he passed. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he was actually up until, I think, The Rock, the youngest WWE champion in history. Yeah, and so that was uh, that was pretty wild. And it was... It was fun to see everybody's reaction about WrestleMania Nine and things mm-hmm. like that, and how pissed off they were about it too. And well, because it's such a horrible, it was, that was such a horrible angle. And and it's funny because even Hogan, he admitted that it was stupid without saying it was stupid. You know, he was kind of like, "That was my harebrained idea." You know, it was kind of like he knows that was a pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah, but he didn't really admit fault. Um, well, to be fair, even if Hogan pitched it, Vince went with it. Of course, Vince yeah. could have said, "No, sorry, we're not doing <laughs> right. that anymore." Right, but yeah, you know, it well, is what it was. I mean, Vince has made some amazing, amazing things happen before, but he's also had a lot of stinkers. Yes, he has, and that that will go down as probably one of the worst yeah. ever. So, um, but yeah, I thought the the Icon series. I think it's cool that they're doing documentaries on people that wouldn't necessarily always get one. Yeah, I know Bulldog, Beth Phoenix, Lex Luger, and Rob Van Dam are all upcoming. So. If you haven't checked that one out, it's definitely worth watching. Well, and it was good. It was a good way to start it because Yokozuna is a guy that you know there there is such a rich history there for with, sure with that family and things like that. And um, it was it was cool to me to see clips of him when he was like Rikishi size. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like wow, I didn't realize how much bigger he had got. Well, and, and I remember hearing about Kokina. Yeah, and he was going to be a head shrinker, and Vince being like, "What am I going to do with this guy? Yeah. Like what like." What does he do? Is it a three-man team? You know, it's right. like Samu and Fatu were already big. Right. And this guy's just bigger. And then, like, Sergeant Slaughter, I guess, had the idea of making a sumo wrestler. Yeah. And it kind of was like, oh, okay. And, dude, I remember, like, legit back in the day when he would do that bonsai drop, I thought guys' heads were going to pop off like a tube of toothpaste. Yeah. Like, it's legit. It was like, oh. Yeah. Like, it, it's still a little cringy. Yeah. Well, like, especially the times where he his feet slip a little bit. Yeah. It's like you can see the You can tell the guys he took care of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, well, because then there were some guys he just held onto the ropes the whole time. Yeah. Other guys. Like Hogan. He took care of Hogan. Right. But there were other guys where he just let go of those ropes and I'm like, oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was legit. Like, if they were to talk about a finisher, that's a freaking finisher right there. It ought. Uh, all I know is if I was one of those uh, indie guys that just showed up to work that day and they said, well, you're booking Yoko, I would be like, sir, is there anything I can do for you today? Yeah. Let me know. We'll rub for your whatever feet you need. Yeah. I will do whatever you need. Yes. I just don't want to die. Yeah. I just don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Super scary. Yeah. But yeah, Yokozuna, man, he's always going to go down as one of those monster heels at a time when they really needed that. I mean, to me, it's like, it's kind of crazy to think that he didn't have like Hogan didn't work with him. I mean, I know he had a couple of matches yeah. there, but it's like that was like the perfect heel for Hogan. Oh yeah. Big monster that's like unbeatable looking. And the fa- and I know Hogan was on his way out, but and the fact that they actually put the title back on him yeah. instead of giving it to another babyface or something like that. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And um it was really cool also to see, you know, they they posted that statistic that that was the longest time that a heel had been champion in that era or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Because I mean, it's a babyface right? company, typically, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, he, he kind of came along at like, the right place, right time. Like, yeah. imagine, because like, even uh, Rikishi said when he was fought too that he had, Yoko got hurt and, and Rikishi got slid into that head shrinker spot. Like, imagine yeah. how much differently that would have been. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they, and they may have 
started that and be like, no, you're not this. You need to do something else. But right. you never know. Because, I mean, he did do some dark matches. Yeah, well, and they had, like, the interview with Mean Gene where he was that Coquina guy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hmm. And what's funny is I don't, maybe that just didn't air, but I don't remember that at all. No, I don't think it aired. I think I think they would do stuff like that sometimes just, just like, in case. Yeah. So back in those days, I think they did TV, like, way in advance. Oh, okay. And so it was all kind of in the can and ready to go. So, like, I'm sure you've seen the clip of the Toxic Turtles. Oh, yeah. That was obviously supposed to be on TV, and then they didn't air it because, you know, the legal ramifications there. But Yeah. Yeah, but definitely check out uh, the Icons Yokozuna documentary. Very, very good stuff. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that they will officially be airing on the Yo- on the Roku channel. Okay. So they're going to have, like, a, I think a one-hour show once a week starting, uh, like, February 11th, I believe. Okay. Um, very cool. I think this is cool in the sense of, like, I have a place to watch it now. Will it only be the Japanese announcers, or will we get American announcers? I think it will be American announcers. Amazing. So I would assume. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I will definitely check that They have American announcers, out. I know. So I'll definitely check that out because I don't really care to watch WWE. Right. I don't Something really, different. I mean, yeah, I don't really care about AEW right now. Um, so I, I'm all for New Japan. It seems like a different. I mean, it's obviously a different style of wrestling. So for sure, see what's going on over there. One hour show might be kind of fun, just yeah. showing the, the highlights. Yeah. Uh, speaking of NJPW, there's been a long rumor that AEW's wanted a working relationship with them, and uh, when you know it, Kenta shows up. He's been kind of online for the last year or so. Uh, mad that he hasn't got a shot at John Moxley's IWGP United States title. Now, of course, that didn't happen because of travel restrictions sure. and COVID and things of that nature. Yeah, that seems to be loosened up enough where he can do a little bit of traveling and stuff. And Kenta shows up in AEW, gives Moxley the go to sleep. It's announced next week it'll be him and Omega versus uh, Moxley and somebody else. I'm trying to think. I don't know who it was right offhand, but he's wrestling on AEW Dynamite next week. Well, regardless, that'll be worth watching. So. Is but is this the start of a an AEW and JPW like working relationship? Is this a one off thing? Like what's this gonna be? I think it should be a working relationship. And I would I would honestly love to see it continue. And I mean I feel like not that this needs to be some big competition to overthrow WWE, but I feel like if you're going to make a case that you are just as much competition from to WWE, you need as much help as you can get. So you need impact. You need New Japan. You need these companies who, in the past, have tried to take on WWE yeah. and failed. Like you need, you need the backup. And so, I think bringing in these stars from these different companies is only going to be like, oh shit, we need to watch AEW. Well, that was enough to like. I think it got people like, whoa, Kenta's yes. here, you know. Yes. And, and and you mentioned off air, like, what if Gorillas of Destiny show up? Right. And they they have a program. Freaking I mean, Okada, Tanahashi, right. I mean, so many guys. Yeah. Jay White's huge yeah. over there right now. Just Scott Norton. <laughs> I, I always go to him anytime I bring him to New Japan. Uh, I'm, yeah, I did. I'll always mark out for Scott. Norman. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that they could do. I don't know if if that's the route they go. I mean, but here's the thing: the Bullet Club has always been exclusive to New Japan. Yes. That's why everyone's always called it either the Club or the OC or any of that bullshit that no one cares right. about. Right. But. Could this be Bullet Club and AEW? Because this could happen now. Well, I think it is. And the reason I say that is because Gallows and Anderson, uh, a week or so, a week ago or two weeks ago, said on air, well, there's a full fledged Bullet Club reunion right here, you know, when, when, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were right there. Right. So it's like, they got no heat for that. Right. So obviously it's okay to say it, which means obviously 
Bullet Club is an AEW. Yeah. And here comes here comes Kenta wearing the Bullet Club shirt. I mean, it's clearly not a not a bad thing. I think it would be great. I mean, I would love. I know Moxley is. I kind of wonder if, it, like, the Revolution pay per view is Moxley defend the IWGP US title against Kenta. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, yeah. or do they do it in Japan? Yeah. I think the more you can exchange talent back and forth, that's just going to ultimately make the product so much. I mean, how cool would that be if they do when New Japan gets to like you know a a G one? All of a sudden, it's like some big AEW guy like right. Cody is in it, right? Like, right. how cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, I know he's probably done it before, but yeah. not as a part of AEW. Right. So, a lot of cool stuff that they could do there. So, again, I think anytime you can kind of get the wrestling fans excited, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. Absolutely. Uh, NXT announced their next TakeOver event will be TakeOver Vengeance Day, incorporating the old-school Vengeance pay-per-view logo. This got the internet kind of buzzing, thinking like, Man, we need like NXT Takeover, No Way Out, NXT Takeover, Armageddon, Armageddon, right? Like all yeah. these pay per views that don't really happen anymore. What did you think of that, man? I thought it was cool. Um, I, I'm still of the mindset. I wish they would just drop the Takeover and just call it Vengeance Day. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I love the fact that they keep doing. I think this. they're they're set on the Takeover. I, they are. I, I'm. And, I would ra- way rather have this than Takeover New Orleans. Oh, oh. Oh, I was so over the names of the towns because this has more of an in your house feel. Yeah, it's it's and, individualistic. Yes, but like the, um, but like I loved um, NXT Halloween Havoc, even though that was just on USA Network. I yeah. still loved that it was NXT Halloween Havoc, not even NXT it was Takeover. Themed, yeah, yeah, and um, like they had just recently the NXT New Year's Evil. Mm-hmm. Like these all should have been pay per views. Yeah, but you know it's 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 fine. But like yeah, I, I love the idea of Vengeance Day, and I honestly I think that'll be a Pretty fun little card. I, I think so too. Yeah. yeah, it's it kind of like it's weird. Like when I see stuff like this, it kind of makes me like, hmm, I don't want to watch that again. Yeah, well, I honestly haven't watched a takeover in a while. I haven't either, and and I know I do. I do know Edge is going to be there. He's going to be watching the main event, um, which I think is interesting to say the least. That he's kind of working, which I'm sure he's like just wanting to. But I think yeah. it's interesting that he's down down in NXT working some stuff and for sure. Um, but I think they're realizing like they really have something having him back. Oh yeah, and it's like we he, got we got to do something with this guy. Well, he's he's the type of guy that he's in that position now where he can really elevate guys. Yes, you know, big time. And same same with you know Jericho and Orange Cassidy and things like that. You know, dude, how cool would it be if Edge and Christian versus Undisputed Era? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, give that to me. Give it to me. Straighten my veins. Straighten my veins. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's cool because it gives people something. Different to watch, you know, like something like, oh, Edge is on NXT. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, and there, there's so many fresh matches there. But that's honestly what got me excited about Edge and Christian returning. It's like, man, Christian had been there in so long. There's so many fresh matches for him yeah. to, that he can work. So I think it's great. Anyway, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of movie and TV talk here? Let's do it. This is... you what we got now big underscore bane i have officially caught up on wandavision oh boy there's five episodes in i don't want to give away any spoilers in case someone hasn't seen it yet but this is an interesting thing because a lot of people 
have not been high on this show because it does start off pretty slow. Well, it to me, I don't feel like it starts off slow. It starts off weird. Yeah. Well, yes. You know, but I say slow in the sense of like not much happened well, early on. It doesn't get to the point, you know, of what what the story is about. And yeah, in that case, it is slow. But like, I don't feel like it's not slow like early two thousand King Kong or the Hulk slow. Right. <laughs> it's it's like slow to to get to what what it's about. But I thought that's a slow burn. I thought that first episode was like funny. I mean, I thought it was really well done and well written, but like it was just such a different concept for a TV show. What's funny about it is if you were watching this on network TV, you'd be like, nope. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, this is so not what I was expecting. Right. And that just goes to show you how much TV has changed over the years. Right. And and it's now we know it's like it's going to be a nine episode series. I don't know if it's going to be like a one and done. I think a lot of these will be probably one and done seasons, not necessarily like a running show. Well, and how do you keep telling this story? Right. And so it, it that's kind of it's almost more like a mini series than anything else. Yeah. And you know, like they've done a lot of interesting like crossovers that you're like, "Oh." Yeah. Like when you start kind of doing some research, you're like, "Oh, okay, I see what they're doing there." And um anyway, season episode 5, excuse me, they kind of completely changed what the MCU was without giving yes. away too much. Like that blew my mind. Cause I was like, Whoa, yeah, we're not even at the end yet. So they obviously have got some, some aces up their sleeve to say the least. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm uh, really curious to see how it all plays out. I'm, I, I've loved this show. I thought it was, I, I'm a huge fan of the Mandalorian. And like, I thought this was obviously way better than the Mandalorian. Yeah. It was just, so, it's so much different. I mean, it's totally different show, but it was, it's just so well written. It's Absolutely. So great. And Marvel, it, to me, like a lot of their movies and stuff, the, the small little connections that not the average person gets. Like, cause I know a lot of people have told me like, Hey, if I watch, if I go watch like the new Thor, do I need to see like all the Avengers movies? I'm like, probably not. Yeah. It's hard to say though. Cause I haven't actually watched, not watched them or whatever, but, but then there's those little intricacies of little things that sometimes not everybody picks up on. Yep. But then when you start putting them all together, you're like, whoa, okay. Well, this was, is quite a deal. There was stuff, because I've never seen Avengers Age of, Age of Ultron. So there was stuff in this movie that I didn't realize had happened yeah. in that movie. Right. So it, it was one of those things where I had to kind of actually, um, which they did a good job of actually covering everything sure. and letting you know what happened. So, but like I had to kind of go back and be like, so what happened? And like Googling, you know, trying yeah, to yeah. figure it out. Well, and that's the thing is Marvel does a really good job of kind of making you think, okay, I need to go back and watch that now because yeah. there's something I missed, obviously. Which, shout out to Disney for having all of it on there. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it all in one, one-stop shop there. Yeah. Uh, but this is obviously the first like Disney Plus Marvel, Marvel MCU series. Next up is going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. A couple of things. Number one, do you like the week-to-week format of a new episode every week? I do, yeah. I do um, because it's... Keeps you intrigued. It keep, well, it keeps me intrigued and... Also, too, it doesn't take up my entire day. Yeah. I mean, the... 30 minutes. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is the fact that, like, it's week to week, and this is only a half hour. Yeah. So it's it's really only about 25 minutes. Yeah. It's, it really seems short. You well, if you notice, like, it ends, and it's, like, still seven minutes left on the video. Yeah. Because the, the credits and stuff, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, that's already over, huh? I, I always fast forward to the end to make sure I don't miss a scene. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're known for that, <laughs> right? right? Um, 
but of course, next we we know we have um, Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up. Yep. Which I think will be great. Loki's coming up in May. Yep. Um, and there's probably even more stuff in the works and stuff. Movies, TV. It's all going to be just integrated in this like crazy world, man. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Oddly enough, all this was supposed to happen last year. Yeah. And then that damn COVID hit and that, screwed up all our plans. Yeah, son of a bitch, COVID. But it, I think like you even brought this up before we started recording. It kind of like was worth the wait in a, in yes. a weird way. Yeah. Like it made us appreciate it more maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause imagine if this had come out last year, there was so much content that came out last year. Yeah. Because even though COVID had already happened, it was everybody, everything was already pre-recorded from 2019. Yeah. So it was like, if all this came out last year, we'd be sitting around with our thumb twiddling, you know? I mean, well, and, and I've heard a big thing that they have to release in order. Or yes. They want to. Yeah. And of course, Black Widow, I think, will be the next movie. And I think, I want to say that comes out in May. But so we'll see Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think we'll see Black Widow and Loki around the same time. Mm-hmm. But they do that in a way so that, like, everything's chronological to how they want it to come out. Yeah. And so, which totally makes sense. So I get why they waited, you know, and, like, let's wait and let get it all out when it's supposed to be out. Like you said, it would suck for this to come out. And then a year later, nothing new. And you're like, what's going on here? Right. So, yeah. yeah, I definitely understand that for sure. But oddly enough, after, you know, this, I basically subscribed to Disney Plus for this stuff. Yeah. And it didn't come out. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, these Disney Channel original movies are great, but I'm going to have to cancel. Yeah. Love Halloween Town too, <laughs> but don't need to watch it every month. Yeah. Um, I, but I don't know, man. I think we're going to finally start seeing some really cool stuff on Disney Plus. There's been a rumor that Will Ferrell's attached to some sort of Home Alone reboot. Okay. Which, I mean, I think he would be great as Marv. Yeah, he would be. Um, but I think he would be. So much different than the role. Yeah. Cause just is, that, his, is that the role that you think you'd play? He'd have to be. I mean, what else could he be? He would have to be, or I, for some reason, I just feel like I'd see him as the dad. Maybe, but I feel like... And that would just be like, eh. Because the, the parents aren't in it as much. Right. It's more about the, the bad guys. Yeah. And I, I don't know, something about his height and his curly hair, it's like he's Marv. Yeah. He's, if, if that's what they're planning. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, there's that new Mighty Ducks series coming out. So I mean there's a lot of fun stuff happening. Sure. So I think uh, I think it's going to be really fun for Disney Plus there. Yeah. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show we'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show we'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Well, last week we talked about the new AEW Wave 5 leaked uh card back. Mm-hmm. For uh, the new figures, and and it was it was absolutely correct. Jeremy, I think, realized that oh, that's out there. Might as well release the renderings, and we saw renderings for Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, then of course Hangman Adam Page, John Moxley, and a Chase Hangman and John Moxley. Um, overall, what'd you think of those, man? Thought it was thought they looked good. I'm still like kind of in my own head, like okay, you release Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Why not pull John Moxley and go ahead and get Christopher Daniels in? So you have the whole SCU, right? It's like what? I mean, because imagine I, I go back to thinking of like LJN demolition. <laughs> well, something can always happen. Sure, and and that's like actually, oddly, I don't know if you know this, but TNA had the they were with uh, Toy Biz right back in the mid two thousands, and they actually released Brother Devon and Chase Stevens of the Naturals. Yeah. 
but they never got their partners. Yeah. And that was always kind of a, a thing for for many years is like they got LJ end because we never got yeah we never got the other two. Yeah. Um I don't feel like it's a huge deal with Mattel. Like, you know, like we're gonna get them all because they're they're constantly pushing out. And I think Jazzwares is doing good, so I don't see it going out anytime soon. But like you said, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So hopefully Christopher Daniels is uh Christopher Daniels tomorrow could walk into the freaking offices and be like, F you guys, you know Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean this should they should have put him on there. I don't I don't think that will happen, but I mean maybe he's a lock for wave six, you think? I, I hope so. I hope so. It looked to me, based on the card back, that Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian come with the AEW tag titles. Okay. And maybe it was just that's why it was just those two. So okay. that they have the tag titles. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. But um obviously there's no paint deco on these yet, but I think Luchasaurus looks great. When they had the paint deco, I think he's gonna be phenomenal. He's gonna look amazing, and he's honestly probably gonna be one that I might actually snag yeah. if I see him. Yeah, uh, Jungle Boy. I think will be. It looks like a good figure. I think his uh, his attires are more on the plain side. So, yeah. I mean, he's kind of got the furry boots, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something. But and then uh, of course uh, SCU, like you mentioned, I think Scorpio Sky's never had a figure. I don't think so. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be cool. And um, and then Frankie Kazarian hasn't had one from like since like the TNA Jacks line. So yeah, that will be cool. I think it's great that all these guys who have never had figures are finally getting figures. That's one thing I just think is great about. AEW. Well, and I'm looking at it like this, you know, um, Paige and, and Moxley were in wave two, but I mean, you can't find those now. So right. I think it's, it sucks that it's not all new figures every way, but at least it. they're reissuing guys that people yeah. want. You know? I, I, I do get it. So, but I mean, at the same time, you also look at like, there's been what, seven Cody figures now. Yeah. I'm when, when I say all this, I kind of always put my head in the wrestler's shoes like in maybe they don't give a shit but i'm i know if i was in that position i'd be like really they're getting another figure i still don't have one right you right know? so I, I don't know maybe they don't care maybe they're like yeah hell yeah good job guys you know yeah, they have to care it's money <laughs> right. i mean at the end of the day like right that that's i think you kind of have to care to a degree um you know, and I've talked to people. People are like, oh, Luchasaurus should have been Wave 1. I'm like, I agree. But Wave 1, you know, there were some issues. He should have been a Wave 2, I feel like. Yeah. Because Wave 1, you know, has to be the top guys. Sure. Because they want to see how it's going to sell. But I will say he should have been a Wave 2 because that MFR is a license to print money. Yeah. I mean, he's the really the only character character they've got. And, I mean, he has a phenomenal look. Oh, and I think it'll be... It'll be probably figure of the year once the paint's out there yeah because it's just going to look so cool i actually thought he would be the chase because i thought man he's got enough different costumes they could easily do a chase of him does he have different costumes yeah he has different like gear and stuff does he i mean they're not immensely different but different colors oh, okay color schemes and stuff so i, I would have thought that um but you know we'll, we'll see um they're also doing the unmatched series which they did reveal a rendering for Britt baker's in wave one of unmatched okay so she does finally get a figure which i thought her reactions to this have been great like oh great another cody figure right i was worried (laughs) and then like she did that thing online where it was like eight different cody figures yeah and jeremy did reveal pharaoh is coming oh awesome (laughs) so i'm like wow that would have would have expected that um, Ultimate Edition, um, new WWE figures. We haven't talked about these much. These are $30 figures, but they're highly articulated. Um, lots of accessories. They're releasing Edge in his current like 2021 attire, or I guess 2020 attire, when he returned at the Royal Rumble. And Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man, of course, has the uh, cloth, soft goods, tassel jacket, the cowboy hat, the glasses, all that, extra hands, and an extra head. Edge has his jacket. 
the rock and roll hands. Also, too, I thought this was cool. The sleeves. He has two arms, like regular arms and sleeved arms. So his arm sleeves are articulated, so you can actually do the rock and roll pose with the jacket on. Okay. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. Thirty dollar figures. It's. A, I know that that's probably not in your your wheelhouse, but they they do look amazing. Yeah, they do look great. Yeah, for sure. So those will be those will be coming soon. Those are definitely. Um, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people are into the ultimate figures. I haven't really dove into those yet, just because I feel like the price point's a little a little too much. But they definitely do look cool. Yeah, they 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 do look really good, but it's um, hard for me to justify. It'd have to be specific on that figure, like Macho Man. I'm like, okay, maybe. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not picking up freaking Brock. Right. You know, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Well, anyway, we need we need to dive into some PHPW here, at Big Underscore Bane. We are going to announce two matches now. One match has already been announced. Yes, that will be the PHPW Heavyweight Championship. Drew Vinsel, our new champion, defending against. Former champion Jordan Zeilinger. Now, history could be made here, Big Underscore Bane. Let me tell you, if Jordan wins, he would be the first ever two-time champion. Absolutely, he will be. And I, I said it before. I don't want to see no shenanigans or no argle bargle. But wait, what in, the hell is in, that? Argle bargle in 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 this main event. All right, so these these slums need to either stay back, stay in the backstage area. Well, from what I understand, Drew Vinsel's got himself some pals from the Ohio players that might oh, hang out snap. with him at ringside. Oh, snap. Let's go so, back to the Argle Bargle. Like, what, what was that? Never heard of that? I've never heard of that in my entire life. Just, so. I, don't, I don't tolerate it. Okay. Well, okay. I don't tolerate any Argle Bargle in PHPW. No offbeat shenanigans, no Argle Bargle. That's right. Um, but... So that that match was honestly decided at Resolution Reckoning. So yeah, that's not an announced match. We already right. knew that was happening. I was just reiterating that will be our. I believe that's our main event. Correct. That is our main event. Um, we also were going to see the tag team championship on the line. The brand new champions, high level enterprise, will take on fully posable. So this is interesting because you know Barry Frost was pretty vocal online. Like yes. Eric had, I think, a hundred and fourteen degree temperature. He had, um, I believe, he had gout in his, in his ankle, mm-hmm. and so he feels like they should get a rematch here. But let, let's be honest here; it's not always automatic rematches in PHPW. It's not always automatic rematches, and it's one of those things where we need to give everybody opportunity. Right. And and we don't want to play favorites. I love doing the favor. You guys are great. And you guys are on the card. We'll get to that maybe next week. But we can't just give everybody an automatic rematch. Uh, they did beat you guys fair and square. You guys did step into the ring. If Now that we know um, Eric was so sick that day, I mean, you guys probably should have... With that type of temperature, I don't know how he didn't spontaneously combust. Card subject to change, pal. You should have found a replacement. Scranton Strangler could have shown up for you. We don't want no Scranton Strangler up in here. I mean, I'm just saying, we could have had somebody defend the title in Eric's position. That didn't happen, so you guys did lose the title fair and square. That's true. Now, let's go back to Fully Posable. These guys made it to the finals of our tag team title tournament. Yes. They came up a little short. They both were in separate matches Mm -hmm. at Resolution Reckoning, but let's be honest, a tag team. Yes. This could be their opportunity. Now, High Level Enterprise has the experience, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not counting out Jeff and Scott. Well, here's the thing, and, and here's what I think messed up Fully Posable during their first opportunity the Tag Team Championship. If you remember right, they came out 
LOD geared up. Oh, yeah, they did. I think they spent way too much time putting on face paint and not enough time hitting the bands. Getting ready. bands? Yeah, getting ready for the old match ski. So this time around, maybe if you guys want those titles, you just you, you focus on the match. There it is. So that, that's match two officially announced, the PHPW Tag Team Championship. High-level enterprise, Jack Gamble and John Webb defending against fully posable Jeff and Scott Toon. I'm excited. Do you want to do you want to do the honors of announcing announcing the next match? I would love to announce the next match. We saw a um, a title change at yes. Resolution Reckoning. Yes. Aaron Anders became the second ever gatekeeper champion. Yes, he uh, defeated Jason Wolf, who honestly has been put through the ringer with that title. He has. He he was a hell of a job as the gatekeeper, without a doubt. So Aaron Anders, you know, sorry, pal, like you got your work cut out for you because you are officially defending that title at Cupid's Revenge against Ethan Chambers. Oh, my God, what a match that's going to be. Ethan Chambers, he's had his sights set on that title. He, since he came through the door, now, now to reiterate, we all know when new guys come through the door, they have to become gatekeeper champion in order to go for other titles. So if you're a newcomer, that's obviously, that is going to be what you set your sights on first. But, I mean, unless, of course, the only way around that is if you're a tag team. But Ethan Chambers has been so vocal about this. He's been really wanting that. He's he not has. just showing up wanting to be part of the crew. No. You know, he's wanting to be champion. And so I, I'm excited to see what he can do against Aaron Anders. But Aaron Anders ain't no joke. Well, and I think Ethan had an opportunity at it a couple of months ago, but it was a four-way match, if I yes. remember correctly. Yes. And so now this is a one-on-one contest. It's a little bit different. But, yeah, that's going to be um, that's going to be our, our gatekeeper title match, Aaron Anders defending his newly won title against Ethan Chambers. Now, I will say at Resolution Reckoning, man, I think every title changed hands or, yep. or was decided. Yes. And now we're in a position, man, we could see that happen all over again at Cupid's Revenge. We definitely, definitely could. Pretty wild, so I'm excited. So three big matches already announced for Cupid's Revenge. More ma- matches will be announced next week. It's going to be great, man. Absolutely. It's going to be quite an event. And, of course, you can also check out our other events and a Resolution Reckoning over on our YouTube channel. Yes. Well, Big Underscore Band, it is now time to get to that tournament yeah. the best to never be wwe champion we completed the first round of our tournament here and pull up our bracket well i've done a terrible job of updating that bracket well i felt like the first <laughs> the first round is okay but now that this yeah we're going to the semis you could just update it all at once yeah so it's a little bit easier so our so far we have seen owen hart defeat gold dust mm-hmm. we've seen rowdy roddy piper defeat brian pillman We've seen Razor Ramon defeat Bam Bam Bigelow. This is our last first-round match. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Mr. Perfect. I'll be honest. I thought this would be close. Yep. This was not close at all. Yeah. 82% to 18%. Mr. Perfect is your winner. I had no idea it would be that much of a shutout. It makes me wonder if anybody knows who Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is. Well, I think people I think people love Mr. Perfect, and I think Ricky Steamboat was NWA champion, so maybe they didn't feel like it's it's accurate. I don't know. And like Mr. Perfect was close to WWE champion with Hogan, but he never yeah. got there. But I mean Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I mean he like Ricky the Dragon one of the best of all time. Yeah, I, mean, I know, it's, right? It's like how do, how does he not become WWE champion? It's pretty insane, really. And so next week we will go into our semifinals, 
We have two possible matches. Big underscore Bane, I will let you pick. We will either have Owen Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper or Mr. Perfect versus Razor Ramon. What do you want to go with? I really want to see that Mr. Perfect versus Razor Ramon, but I think that one needs to wait. Okay. So let's do Rowdy Piper versus Owen Hart. Rowdy Roddy Piper, Owen Hart. I mean, it's going to be hard to argue Owen Hart, but Rowdy Roddy Piper got pretty close too. Yes. It depends yeah. on how you look at it, I guess. Yeah, he, he did get pretty close. He was always kind of in that picture. Yeah. Um, but obviously never held it. And I I think it's one of those things. I, I, I think it is hard to argue Owen Hart because he's one that I think you and I both know. Had he not passed away when he did, he probably would have been multi-time champion. Right. And you got it. You got close to 94, too. Yes. With, with Brett. And so... Yeah, absolutely. Like 98, 99. And even Chris Jericho mentioned on that Dark Side of the Ring episode after 99 when all those new guys came in, he had a, he would have had a career resurgence. Yeah. Could you imagine Owen Hart and Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. I mean, like the matches those guys could have had would have been incredible had he, uh, had he lived through that. So Yeah. That will be on our poll, so check it out at BBPH918. Owen Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Down to the nitty-gritty, man. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, man. Anything else you want to add before we uh, before we roll out of here for the week? Uh, let's just let's just plug it up. I'm gonna talk like crap on Big Chuck or anything. Yeah, you know you have I, a little bit already. You know, yeah, yeah. I talked I talked on him earlier. I mean, I don't know. You know, the guy. I, I'm gonna wait. I I've been told through the old grapevine. In other words, he direct messaged me and let me know that they talked some stuff on me on their show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out. Hold out, huh? I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna let them strike first so I know what I'm dealing with before I just let loose on those sons of bitches over there at Elite Eight Showdown. Yeah. Well hopefully he's got his Outriders Beard Co. Yeah. products in. Yeah, they uh they found me on TikTok and now they just won't leave me the hell alone. Oh, you're on TikTok? I didn't even know I've that. Been on, I've been on TikTok for I've been on TikTok since TikTok was musically. Oh, so it's what it, is that what it used to be? Yeah. I did not even know that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about the old TikTok, but it reminds me a lot of Vine. It's it's Vine, but you can do a full minute. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember everyone was all about Vine, and I got it, and I was like, I don't really get this. Yeah. It's it's a lot. I mean, it's just like Vine. It's also, um, I mean, pretty similar to um, Instagram, except it's just straight-up videos, you yeah. know? Or Snapchat, you know, it's comparable to that. You know, a lot of these apps are really not that much different nowadays. No, they're really not. I like TikTok because it's, it's, um, it's, it's, you kind of get to see a bunch of different shit. Right. You're not just following these people. Like they have a for you page. And so it's similar to Vine in that instance where like back in the day, it would just show you random vines. You just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Same with TikTok, but it, you can find your own algorithm pretty quickly. Okay. Like mine is stuck on like like lawn care right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like all these people Big doing. Big underscore bank can't wait to right. mow lawn. No, it's like all these people doing like really good job of like edging their lawn and driveway. And it's like. And you're just like, dang, it looks good. It looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it's like that. And then um, uh, like rap battles and stuff like that. It's like a random like hodgepodge of just like crap between like all that. And then, then like workout videos come in and it's. It all just depends on what you what you hit like on and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. It's weird. When I moved into the house I'm in now, like, you know, it was in the summer, so I was mowing the yard. I remember people being like, hey, man, yard looks good. I'm like, 
know it. <laughs> Damn right it does, pal. <laughs> such a such an ego booster. Yeah, it really is. And when you're like 15, 16 years old, you're like, like why would anyone care about the yard? Yeah. You know, like it's so weird how your life changes. Yeah. When, and you become like the old man that you were like, hmm, that's when, weird. When there's something, there's some good feeling about when your yard is shaggy and you get it nice and trim. It's like, my God. You sit out there and admire, like, that's a, that's a dang good yeah, yard. Yeah, you get that Mr. Perfect pose going on. Yeah. Just like, well, like the, the neighbors to the other side over here, their yard in the summer always looks pretty bad. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> not mine. You schmucks. <laughs> yeah, you always just want to brag. All right. Get out there and look at it. It's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fresh cut. Yeah. Read it and weep. <laughs> oh. So ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Good times. Well, of course, uh, if you guys enjoy this podcast, definitely check out our uh, some of our podcasting friends, of course. The Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff and Scott drop a new show every Sunday. And, hey, who knows? They could be the next PHPW Tag Team Champions. They very well could be. So I'm sure they'll be. I'm sure they're they're training hard in you know in podcast world. Yeah. For that big virtual match that's coming up. Jeff's getting his rep ins, pulling them hot dogs out from under his bed. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope they like Scott makes Jeff choke down like a radical skedaddle before they go out there. Just getting them all nice and pissed off, you know. Yeah. And like get out there, go. You know. <laughs> Jeff's walking in the ring. This tastes terrible. <laughs> I hate it. I'm so angry. <laughs> So, yeah, check out Fully Posable. Uh, of course, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, uh, great dudes. Yes. Hilarious show. Highly recommend that. And actually, um, little spoiler, I just recorded a new episode of You Know It's Fake Right with old Barry Frost. Well, hell yeah. And I think Eric Brown will be coming up uh, before too long as well. So look out for that. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, great show. Check out Doing the Favor. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Really great show. Awesome look at the retro world of pro wrestling, which I enjoy so much. So check out the PPW Podcast. And, of course, Ringside Rant with RJ. Check out his show, The Leisure and Lariat's Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. I was just on a couple of episodes there, so check that out. Mm-hmm. And then Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim over there. Yeah, you know, great show. It is actually it's, super. It's a really good show. It's it? super hilarious. Those guys are good guys, you know. I mean, they're sacks of shit, but they're good guys. So I gotta throw something out at you. I just want your opinion. They were they were talking the best thing about Halloween. Now this is an older episode from a couple of months ago. I was just uh-huh. listening to it though. And you want know one was sexy costumes, and it beat out killer Halloween de- decorations in the finals. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm all about sexy costumes, but that's not exclusive to Halloween based on Comic-Con. Yeah. Well, but Halloween decorations is. Right. You Yeah. Yeah. No. It it can make the finals, but sexy Halloween costumes cannot go over Halloween decorations. And they said really good Halloween decorations, which I agree with. They've got to be like there's one house around my neighborhood that was killer and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Right. And but that to me because the, here's the, here's why killer Halloween decorations go over. Because you can set and admire killer Halloween directions. You can't set and admire a hot babe in freaking sexy Halloween costume. Why not? Because that makes you a perv. <laughs> well, that's true. If 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 some sexy chick comes up here and is wearing like I don't know sexy nurse, sexy zombie nurse, classic, yeah. And you think we can just sit like well. My God, just sit there and stare at her for a couple of minutes. And, you know, with the decorations, you can be like, oh, check that out. Oh, wow. Did you see that? Right. You can't do that with a female. Yeah. (laughs) You got a good point there. But I I was thinking, like, with costumes, man, 
Comic-Con seeing some of those women in like X-Men costumes was like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Big t- I mean, it's it's great. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. So it's not exclusive to Halloween. That was my point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's definitely not. And you can, uh, I mean, you, you can get shit like that on Amazon all year round. Oh, for sure. Know? I mean, it's a little bit harder pressed to find Halloween decorations. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Um, another uh, great podcast, Boots of the Face. Check that out. Chris Rucker actually had a really funny tweet I saw the other day where he was like, WandaVision sucks. And then he got to the end. He's like, this tweet didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's so true. Because yeah. I think a lot of people were like, okay, I'm not into WandaVision. It's like, I keep watching. It gets good. Yeah. And it, uh, unbelievable. Yep. And, of course, uh, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Kaylin. Uh, they actually had new cover art. I don't know if you saw that. It looks really cool. Oh, no, I, I missed it, yeah. I'll, yeah, check, check that it out. out. It's got some, I think, ringside designs. Seth over there did that for me. Very looks, cool. Looks Very really cool. good. So um, that's becoming one of my favorite podcasts, and I'll tell you why. They talk a lot about food. It makes me hungry. Oh, yeah. I love food talk. Dude, if uh, we If we had a side podcast like of just talking different foods, it'd be all about it. So oddly enough, they did, again, this was a few weeks ago, they did an episode about like their best like cheeseburger or hamburger. Yeah. And I'm just like, my mouth's watering listening to it. Like, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> well, I mean, to add to that, like, because we got some pretty bomb burger places here in town. Sure we do. Have you ever eaten Fat Daddy's? I have not. Oh, my God. I mean, it's like $10 burger. It's huh. not, not a place you go all the time. I mean, that's like a la carte, you know, like but fries, like, so fries yeah. are extra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, but, dude, they have. Where's that at? It's a they they got like two or three locations. One's downtown, like really close to the baseball baseball field. Um, but you're not what, thinking of fat guys, are you? Fat guys, yes. Fat. I guys. have had fat guys. Okay, fat daddies is a customer of mine. Sorry, uh, that's why I got confused. But uh, yeah, fat guys is oh my god. If you if you I think they actually have a third location. Do they have a third location? I I, I want to say that they do, and I I think it's around eighty first and Mingo maybe. Yes, no, that's the second one. That was the second one they opened. There's one in Broken Arrow too, then. Okay, yeah, Broken. Okay, so there's three locations, but yeah. Oh my god. Do they have? Um, we're getting way off topic. I don't here. care. But they have like flavor ketchup. Yes. So you get yes. like chipotle ketchup, yeah. and so like, I went there one time. I never Their chipotle been ketchup is ridiculous. Yeah. So I went there one time when I was working in Broken Arrow, and I was like, "Fat guys burgers." That sounds like a winner. Yeah. <laughs> so I pull in like a pick a bacon cheeseburger. I don't know what to order. Right. And it's a brand new place. And like, what kind of well, fries. I'm like, yeah, I'll get an order of fries and a drink. What kind of ketchup? And I'm like, what kind of ketchup? Like the regular kind. You weird some bitch. Is this 2032? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you Simon Phoenix? Yeah. <laughs> and then like she like pointed me to the thing of all these different kinds. It's like, whoa, okay. So I was yeah. like, hey, let me try that uh, Chipotle ketchup, and it was amazing. It's amazing. And here's the thing. I feel like we've talked about this before, but they have a peanut butter bacon burger. We've talked about that, and it still sounds weird to me. It might sound weird, but you got to try it, and here's why. I don't know. Do you like spicy stuff? Are you a big spicy guy? I do like spicy stuff. They have it where you can get it Thai style, and they have fresh cut jalapenos. They have a um, uh, a spicy chili sauce. It might just be. No, it's just sriracha is what it is. That's that's good, though. It, yeah, and so it's, it's sriracha. They uh, have the fresh cut jalapenos, and they have a slice of pineapple on top. Holy, like my mouth's watering right now just thinking about it. <laughs> Holy hell. And then they have the peanut butter on there, and like the burger's obviously so hot that the peanut butter melts, and it's just oozing. But why it peanut butter? sounds weird, but I swear on my life, I will let you chop me in the freaking back 
if you try it and you don't like it. Really? Yes. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. If that, I that's don't. a lie. I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> but but you got to try it at least once because holy hell, if you don't if you don't like it, I'll reimburse you. Okay. Well, I, I can take that bet. Now, to be fair. I'm more of like a plain guy on burgers. I'm not. I'm not into. Don't get a Thai style then. Just try the peanut butter bacon burger. But it, so I'm like, if it's like just meat, cheese, bacon, and peanut butter. Yeah, that still sounds weird to me. It sounds weird, but I swear on my life, it is amazing. Hmm. I wonder what made them think that though. I don't know. They're the first people I've ever heard do that. But then, like, like you know, six months after the first time I had it, which was years ago, it was back when they only had the downtown location. I went to uh, Texas, and my my brother took me to a burger joint, and they they had a peanut butter burger, and I was like, "Huh." So it must be a thing. It's a thing. People now. are thinking yeah. that you know they're getting there. So I don't know where it started from, but Fat Guys was the first place here to do it. Interesting. So, but yeah, oh god, it's so good. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, check out Tales from the Estate. Makes, <laughs> back, makes you hungry. Back to Drew Pencil and his wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. And In fact, I would like them to try some peanut butter bacon burgers. Right, they, they, my, do, they do my food podcast. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jordan lives in Texas now. He does. I, I don't think he... I need to find out where my brother, where that place was. So you can go stalk him? Well, no, because um, <laughs> Jordan doesn't live very far from where my brother is. Only about, I think, forty-five minute drive. Interesting. So maybe he'll be at WrestleMania next year. He probably will be. Well, he'll at least be in the area. We can maybe hang out with him. Yeah, That'd be fun. We can go get a beer or something. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, if I can find out where that burger joint is, I can tell Jordan where it's at, and he can check it out. You should just send him coordinates. Let him figure it out on his own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how to figure out coordinates. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> that would be such a weird way to send someone a location. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah I was like, I wonder what is. Well, he's wanting me to try this burger. <laughs> but yeah, Wreck My Podcast, great show. Check those guys out. And, you know, they're making a pretty big uh, splash in old PHPW. Yes, they are. So it could be uh, could be interesting what happens there. Uh, and then, of course, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Check out his show, um, especially if you like trivia. Nice short little podcast, which are fun. Absolutely. And then, of course, um, got to give a follow to our buddy at the Art of Jason Wolf. He's Killing it with Hasbro figures. Oh, yeah. The Howlin' with the Wolf podcast. I mean, plus artwork and all this other stuff he's doing. Um, did you see the new Jim the Anvil Nightheart Hasbro that he just released? Yes. Holy yeah. God. That looks so good. And what's cool about that is when they when Hasbro made the Jim Nightheart, they did like the new foundation, like the checkerboard stuff. Yeah. And people have always wanted the Anvil and Heart Foundation gear. Like yeah. he's actually putting out stuff people have wanted from day one. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Props to Jason, man. He's killing it. Yeah, so very, very cool. And it looks like you may have Vader coming up. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Like that's that's ridiculous. Such a Vader mark. Dude, uh, yeah, so so cool. So give him a follow if you want news on the, all those new figures coming out. And, of course, Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like wrestling comic books, you can find those on Amazon. To be the man's also on Comixology. And then, of course, our side podcast, uh, the No Holds Barred with Bill Benis show. Yep. Yep. Now, I haven't heard anything from Bill Benis in a while. You haven't? Although I'm still... He seems to be all about the American ace, and he never puts over anyone, really. He doesn't put over anyone, and that to me is a little bizarre. That's very bizarre. There's something about that. And I was... when I watched Resolution Reckoning back, and I realized if you compare the movesets of American ace and Bill Benis, it's very similar. Do you think? It better not be, because here's the thing. We fired Bill. We did. He's he's he, gone. He's gone. Out of here. And if he somehow finagled his way back in now, here and here's another thing. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. 
Travis Fowler thought it was Bill. He said he called out Bill Bina saying, like, why'd you throw me over the top rope? Bill was like, that wasn't me. But if other people are thinking it, and he's got similar movesets, I don't know. Something's amiss here. I smell something bad. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> and it doesn't smell like turds. It smells like sweaty Bill Venus. It does smell like sweaty Bill Venus. And I can't smell very good still. <laughs> <laughs> it takes some time for yeah. that COVID nose to leave. Yeah. Like it kinda makes me kinda makes me nervous. I'm I'm going I am so excited for the day that I can smell my own BO again. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, for me, the bad smells were the last thing to come back. Yeah. I really. could smell all the good smells, but yeah, I couldn't smell farts or dookie or nothing. How like long that. did that take? Uh, I mean, it was just probably about, and honestly, they're still pretty faint, those smells. Yeah. But it was probably like, like three weeks ago was the first time I could smell something bad. Maybe. Really? Maybe. How weird. And so that was what, I had it early October, so that was what, like. Uh, three months-ish? Three, four months, yeah. A long time. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. That's enough time to make you think this may never come back. Right. That's super, well, super weird. Which I'll be honest, though, not ever smelling bad smells again would be a hell of a superpower. Well, actually, <laughs> do you know what made me more worried about this than anything? I was like, we would have no inclination if we're eating bad food. Right. Like, if you're eating something that tastes bad, right. immediately, I don't know about you, I stop eating it. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I yeah. don't want to get sick. This thing, you'd be chomping down on old tacos and not even have a damn clue. Right. <laughs> yeah. That would suck. Like, because oh, you yeah. can't smell it or taste it. You just end up throwing up 45 minutes like, later. Man, I wonder what the hell's in them tacos. Yeah. E. coli. <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. So that's, a, that's definitely a weird thing for sure. Um, and then, of course, uh, check out my new podcast, You Know It's Fake, right? Episode 4 just dropped with Daniel Cross last week. This week, uh, starting tomorrow, actually, will be uh, the Russian renegade, Dmitry Alexandrov's coming on. Well, hell yeah. And, uh, of course, also i got to give a shout-out to old Sammy Evans. He won my giveaway for the Chase Kyle O'Reilly. So congratulations to him. It's been sent out. He should be receiving it soon. Um, I don't know if you heard this or not, but I had my niece and nephew back on, and... Uh, I told my nephew, I was like, this is a chase figure. Do you know what that means? He goes, he chases people? <laughs> I was like, well, no. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> but that was, that was quite, the, uh, quite the leap there, Yeah, uh, which is fun. Um, so check out those, those two other podcasts. And uh, ratings and reviews are always appreciated on all these shows. And, of course, uh, all of Bane's music, you can stream that on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Absolutely. And then, of course, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bbph. If you want to support us, we have tiers of $1, $3, $5. Um, All the tiers get the energy shot once a week. Yep. Yep. Um, We also get, you also get um, a gift. Uh, If you're a $5 patron, you get two gifts a year. $3, you get one gift a year. Yeah. I think cat's out of the bag. We've already talked about it a little bit, but um, this year everyone got a sketch card of their PHPW character from Jason Wolf. Yes. So I thought that was a that was a pretty cool gift, man. It was a very cool gift. We have are gonna have a really hard time topping ourselves. In yeah, the we are. We are. Uh, so we'll see what we can do next year. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a Taco Bell gift card or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'd be all about some Doritos Locos tacos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good stuff. And then, of course, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. Yes, Outsiders Beard Co. Definitely not Outriders. Um, so if you take a bad note, don't be a dumbass. You right. Know, like, right. Do a quick little Google search. It's do, on your phone. Do there. a quick little Google search. Uh, maybe type in OutridersBeardCo.com and see if it pops up. And if you type it out and realize, oh, that's not actually a word, then you'll realize, hey, I'm a dumbass. Right. And then you can correct it to you know the uh, common phrase, Outsider. Maybe he had too many hot dogs in his mouth that day. Who yeah, knows? Maybe. Big Chuck and Glizzy. <laughs> 
But yes, uh, so anything new on the front there? I saw Jason Wolf was uh, he had some, one of those uh, candles. Yeah, he was rocking the candles. He got a he actually got a gift set like right before I shut the gift sets down. Smart because so he's got that beard. Yeah, he uh, he got it just in time, so he got the full um, you know the beard balm, the oil, the candle, and the uh, the lip balm. So very nice. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been he's been. Really putting me over, man. I really appreciate it. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No. No new news just yet. I'm still kind of. I, I got. I got my. Uh, my. Uh, my eggs in too many baskets at the moment, and I'm trying to. Trying to make too many omelets. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with too many omelets, bro. At once. Yeah. I love omelets. They're so I good too. I mean, I could eat a, a whole dozen eggs in an omelet. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you can also get all of our t-shirts at uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com. And of course, whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And of course, Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. Yes. So we can get all of our merch that way. And, of course, on our Redbubble store, we have all of our PHPW pay-per-view logo shirts. And Cupid's Revenge is live. You can grab that uh, as a shirt, a coffee mug, whatever you want, if you so desire. Yeah. So check that out. Anything else you want to add, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.